Hello and welcome to Two Sides to Every Story. I'm Lauren and I'm Neurotypical. And I'm Austin and I'm not Neurotypical. We're here this week to talk to each other about quirks or habits that need some further explanation. Everyone has oddities about them, some a little more odd than others. Hopefully you'll listen and you'll find one of our views relatable and it'll help you feel a little less alone in the world. As always, we're not professionals, nor are we seeking to give advice. This is just our lived experience as we see it. So with that, let's get into it. Good evening, Austin. As always, how was your week this week? Not just your day, but your whole week? Um, I think my week was pretty good. I feel... It was very stressful because I had an exam and a lot of assignments due today. But now that today's over and my spring break is starting, like I feel a lot better. Um, so yeah, I, I I think my week, if I, I think I should just just describe it this way in three words: one, overwhelmed, <laughs> tense, and now I'd say. But but sane, I'd say, but sane. So, yeah, that's how I would describe my week. I stayed sane, but I was overwhelmed, and my body was very tense all week because of all the, the academic expectations and work expectations. And, um, yeah, everyone's just like, yeah, it's, it's just it was a chaotic week. So there's a fourth, fourth description there. How was your week? my week i had a great week i mean i don't know about you i'm glad that you felt that you kept it under control even though it was chaotic and tense but i had a great week like we bought a whole bedroom set like of furniture it was a very adult thing to do i've never felt like more of an adult in my entire life than when we bought like bed frame with matching nightstands and matching two matching dressers and like even more matching is that we got like a bookshelf for our bedroom that is like in the collection of the bedroom furniture which is crazy like it hasn't come yet and it's not coming <laughs> till like june um because of covid it's like super back ordered but that when I like ordered that because I've been looking for like so long for bedroom furniture is because everything's out of stock like we can't find anything so when I finally ordered it doesn't matter that it's coming in three months when I finally ordered it I was like oh my god this weight has been lifted off my shoulders so that was great I got a new book also which I've been loving reading we talked about it a little bit in the last episode but it's a really good book and yeah you got finally all of your like wedding attire so it's been a great week for me yeah i mean some exciting things happened this week like the wedding attire the furniture but i just i'm all it's also been tense (laughs) and overwhelming so with that are you ready to start yep it's your week to start so i'll let you go for it okay so this is timely, I think, although this is a big topic for me because it's something that I'm not very good at. I'm getting better at it, but I'd say I still struggle with it. And it's timely because spring break's starting. And while I do have a lot of work to do over spring break, 
you're just meant to relax over spring break. And this is something I struggle with, relaxing. I don't, I try lots of different things that like are supposed to make you relaxed, but I feel like a lot of times they just make me more anxious. So I wanna know how do you like to relax and what are your favorite things to do to calm yourself down? Yeah. All the years that I've known you, relaxed is never a word that I would ever use to describe you in any situation. I like to relax. I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty relaxed person in general. Like, compared to both of us, I feel like I'm much more relaxed across the board. So, I don't feel like I really do things to relax myself. I just feel like I don't get non-relaxed like I don't get upset I mean I get upset I don't know how to explain it like I'm just I try I try that's the key word to be just a chill person now obviously things upset me and I will react and I feel like that's the thing about me is like I'm like zero to a hundred my emotions are like extreme so like I'm like chill, 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 100% angry or then back to chill, you know? So when I'm not chill, I'm like ultra not chill, but for the most part, I'm pretty relaxed all the time. I don't know. Do you agree with that? That's how I like to see myself. Maybe it's not true. I'd say you relax most of the time, but you also get frustrated and that's not not frequent. (laughs) So... But yeah, when you do get angry, you're pretty angry. And you can comment on that. But I, I do want to mention that you said you're a chill person. This is a concept that I've been thinking about this last week. Because, I mean, I have been finding some things lately that help me relax. But I want to go deeper than that. I don't just want to be anxious all day and then do these relaxing activities to calm myself down. I just want to be relaxed all the time not it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of the time but i want to be what you're calling this chill person and i've in my agenda i literally wrote there i have these check boxes in my agenda for every day and i really wrote at the top of each day be chill i marked one of those off this week and i don't even think i deserved it yeah (laughs) I didn't know that you did that, so that was pretty funny. That's the thing. I don't have anxiety like you do. I don't know. I mean, definitely at one point in your life, your anxiety was like a diagnosis in and of itself. Now, I don't know if that's just like a part of the autism diagnosis or if that diagnosis still just like lives separately and freely on its own. Yeah, like I don't have that. I don't have anxiety. I get anxious, sure, in situations just like every human being. Um, But I don't live with like chronic daily anxiety. So I feel like it's so much more easy for me to be chill. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm not always chill, nor have I always been chill, like you said. Definitely have a fiery personality. Between the two of us, that's where you're more chill. It's like your you it takes like it's like moving a mountain to get you to be upset like to get your emotions to spike in one way or another 
it's like nearly impossible you are so level with your emotions i feel like like if we're arguing or something you're like level 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 and i might be like super angry at 100 but you're just like always at like 50 you know if i'm if the scale between like like it was like a circle chill is in the middle at zero and all the other emotions are along the outer diameter that's 100 it's just like you're always at 50 no matter what i'm most of the time at zero but when i spike up it's gonna be to 100 does that make sense yeah that makes sense i have a question though i think to help this conversation and help me better understand this concept is i want to know what is a chill person how do you define and characterize chill people because to me they can still get anxious they can still be a mess as well like my roommate in college who is my roommate when we met like i consider him a chill person he's also an anxious mess in many regards though and well maybe less anxiety he's still a mess in a lot of regards yeah i think a i'm gonna need a list of who you would consider chill people yeah i think that and i don't know do you think i'm chill maybe you don't think i'm chill i think i'm for the most part pretty chill i would say you fit that category so you asked i don't know if they they could hear you but you asked if you're in the same category as my roommate my answer to that is you're both in the category of chill but he's further down the spectrum in the extreme chill category and you're you're not quite there because of the like more i don't want to say outbursts but you know elevated elevation of anger and frustration okay i just want to say i'm not an angry person there are other emotions like i same with sadness like it's zero to a hundred with me same with happiness zero to a hundred with me like there are other emotions other than anger (laughs) i just think like i said i have a very fiery personality and so any emotion that i'm gonna feel zero to 100 anger or frustration might just be the most frequent i just thought of a characteristic thinking about my roommate i'm like these chill people care deeply about things but somehow they're carefree and that doesn't make sense to me because i care about things and it caused me lots of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i don't know how that works yeah uh you definitely have very strong opinions on certain things that you care a lot about and you feel very passionately about them um i when i think of like myself trying to be a chill person i try my best to just let things roll off my back like if i can't control something I'm not going to waste the energy caring about it. That's what I try to do. Obviously, I'm not always successful because, you know, and I and I feel this way mostly about other people. Like, I can't control how other people are going to see me, what they think about me, whatever. You know what I mean? If somebody doesn't like me, they don't like me. Now, sometimes, like, people will say something that hurts your feelings. You can't not be upset. It's impossible for you to, like, 100% not care about what other people think of you but 
in the end of the day, I'm like, look, I literally can't control it. They're going to think whatever they want to think. I'm going to be myself, live my life, whatever. I can't control them. I'm not going to try to control them. It's a waste of energy to value their opinion if they're just not going to like me. So I'm just going to let it go. Let it roll right off my back. And that's what I feel like being a chill person is. It's just like, if you can't control something, just let it go. And I feel like that's what me and our friend, your roommate, have in common. It's like, we both are good at just recognizing when we cannot control a situation. So we're just not going to waste the energy on it. Whereas you... Like, we all have the same passions, all three of us. It's like, oh, yeah, we all care about the environment. Me and our friend are like, okay, but there's only so much that we as individuals can control in that. And everything else, like, we literally can't waste energy on. So we're just going to let it go. You know what I mean? You are like, I need to save the planet right now. And everything, the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And it's all up to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And in the same vein, like, I feel like a part of this is, like, just acceptance. And I struggle with a lot of that, that concept with certain things. Um, but, yeah, you, you, the what you were saying reminds me of conversations I had with my roommate and where, like, something really, you know, pretty tough stuff, like, may have happened to him or his friends. And, like, he look like he's so full of emotion like oh my gosh i like he really cares and then like two minutes later he's like that's life and (laughs) and it's just like on to the next thing looks completely relaxed yeah i mean life is hard like you can't just be a chill person because life is chill that doesn't exist certainly um it's about how you deal with it and, like, we've all gone through some hard stuff. Like, like basically how Austin and I met is my roommate and his roommate went on a trip together. And so then we became friends, the four of us, because, like, say I was going with my roommate over to his room. Well, yeah, Austin was going to be there with his roommate. Like, it was always a two-way swap. So it was the four of us a lot of the times since meeting my past roommate and our mutual friend has passed away. That is a very difficult thing that the three of us had to navigate. And that's like not easy. It's not easy to be chill when you're grieving or when you're sad. But also it's like, okay, like you just have to learn how to, like that's not in our control, you know? So you got to process your emotions and you just got to remember like what you can control and what you cannot control. And it was very upsetting. And, like, you feel your emotions very much. But then you also let it go. Because if you just hold on to that, the whole like, how can you live your life, you know? Then you're just holding on to all these emotions all the time. And I would go, I don't know. I could not live like that. So you just have to learn, like, you know, what's done is done. You just got to move on in a healthy way. Obviously, I'm not, like... But I don't know. I think that's, like, what me and our friend have in common is, like, we can feel our emotions and then go right back down to zero once we've processed them. It's really hard to move on if you haven't, like, processed it and, like, come to a conclusion. Like, when I'm, when we're fighting or something, I don't 
chill out on my own. I chill out immediately after we've talked and come to resolution. Yeah. I forgot I was going to mention this. Um, We kind of moved on a little bit, but I wanted to bring it up is to kind of support, I guess, what I was going to say. But I agree with what you're saying. And it is similar. And so, like, I remember this one conversation with him where I don't know what year. It might have been our junior year. Asking each other what we're going to do, like, you know, when we graduate. I mean, we talked about it plenty of times. But this time we were both talking about grad school because we were both thinking about going to graduate school. And I remember him just being like, yeah, I'm thinking about applying. Like, I think that's like what I want to do. And then he's like, but I don't get in, whatever. (laughs) And I'm just over here thinking like, if I don't get into grad school, I don't know if I can accept myself as a person. <laughs> See, you are so drama. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot control what grad schools think of you. Like, you can just be yourself, do the best that you can. And if that's not good enough for other people, then it wasn't meant for you. Like, if people are going to deny you based on your best efforts, like, that path is not for you. Find something that you that is for you and that you love and you know it's fulfilling and rewarding like you cannot control what other people think of you so if you get denied that's not necessarily on you it's on them for denying you that's how i think about it and that's the way i'd like to think but it's not the way i think i'm just gonna say like that's not like i don't think that's a natural thought process like i have to remind myself that it's very easy to have a harsh self critic a harsh inner critic It's very easy to fall into patterns of wanting to not not even wanting to but like like i said like if you're grieving the loss of a friend it's hard to think like well i gotta move on from that like that or a family member or anybody like anything like that is like that takes work to change the way that you're thinking if you have lived your whole life working towards a goal and that goal doesn't come true it's not easy to be like oh well it wasn't meant for me in the first place i just got to move on like anything soul crushing like that is going to take work to reevaluate and readjust and rethink with yourself prioritized so it's definitely not my like first line of thought like i said if somebody hurts my feelings i'm not like oh i just let that roll right off my back like i'm upset just like anybody else would be and i have to remind myself like you know what lauren you can't control it so just keep going live your life like it would be a shame if somebody hurts your feelings and they were able to take away your happiness like they win in that moment like if somebody hurts my feelings and then i'm sad for the rest of the day they've achieved their goal if somebody hurts my feelings and i'm just like you know what i don't know what they're going through Maybe they're having a bad day and they're taking it on me. I can't control that. I'm going to keep living my life and try to be happy. Then I've won. Well, I'm good at that. (laughs) That's why people can't push my buttons is because like I always, you know, I find it very easy to accept other people's flaws. I do not find it easy to accept my own. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot. I've been thinking just about being chill in general. Because I don't like, I mean, I don't like being anxious all the time. That's, I don't think anyone would. But I just, it's just so inflated in 
I feel like in my graduate program. And I think, you know, a lot of that's me and like things I have with relying on others to like giving me positive feedback to feel (laughs) self-worth. But also, it's also the environment too. It's not an environment that promotes calm behavior. It's an environment that creates a lot of anxiety, stress, and unhealthy habits in your life. (laughs) I definitely do not think your work is chill. Your work environment is chill. Every day when you come home, I'm like, you need to, A, take better care of yourself and advocate for yourself. And you just need to, like, stop worrying so much. Like, you... I'm like, Austin, nobody cares about these things that you think people care about. Obviously, certain learning environments you do not do well in. You have sensory needs that neurotypical individuals don't have. You have attention needs that neurotypical people don't have. Like, you need to... But, and you have these tools in your pot, like you have like fidget toys and like blah, 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 blah. And like you have um, accommodations, that's what it is, um, that you can use. You have the accommodations of like recording the class to be able to listen back on it. You have, you know, a, a bunch of other accommodations. I, I don't even know all of them, but. I know you do not use all of them because you are self-conscious of what other people think about you using them. And I'm just like, Austin, like, who cares? And if they do care, why do you care what they think of you? Like, that's the difference between the two of us. You say you don't care about what other people think of you, like, but you do. Because if somebody doesn't like me, like, if I'm in a class with somebody and somebody doesn't like me, somebody thinks I'm weird or whatever, I'm like, I don't care what they think of me. But you are self-conscious about that kind of stuff. And it, and it, I, I think it's a hindrance on you. You're not wrong about the self-conscious thing with certain things, but the accommodation you mentioned I don't use because I don't have time to listen back to the recording because <laughs> I don't have enough time. I do have two role models in the department that are super chill. And I, they, they fit the categorization of a chill person. One is the professor I TA for, and the other is a professor I had last semester, and unfortunately, I don't have this semester. But they do, they fit the role model. Like, they seem, so they've both done lots of stuff, and both are highly successful. Don't seem to care that much. They're just, I mean, they care about their work, and they do it, and they're motivated, but they like, but whatever, you know, whatever. Like, when I ask about their research, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, could cure cancer soon or you know it's it's in clinical trials to do this but you know we're just we're just trying to have fun <laughs> do they care what their colleagues think of them uh, i don't really think so like i said like you care about your impression of like what people think of you and you care about like doing your work and like having to show people your work because like you care about their impression of you and your intelligence and like what they're going to think of all that kind of stuff in ways that like I don't definitely don't care and I think that is like what is prohibiting you from being chiller is because you care so much about what they think of you when it literally doesn't matter like your success does not determine or is not determined by what they think of you 
so why do you care so much and we talk about this all the time because you will come home so frustrated and upset and i'm like this is literally you're upset right now because of this issue and this issue derives from caring about what this one person thinks of you and their opinion literally does not matter so why do you care i mean i have lots of theories on why i care they're all too long for the rest of this podcast but i don't want to care anymore but i don't know how well i I still want to know like what do you recommend what are you recommending i do specifically i mean i've talked to people about it what they recommend i have my own ideas but what what do you think what would you recommend for this break and going forward okay yeah and i would like to say like you who talk to your therapist about this you do therapy you've done therapy for a very long time like this is not our professional therapy like you have professionals that you speak to so heed my advice to what they say although i think we give similar advice and i will say also and i think this is a thing that probably like a lot of people struggle with when it comes to their self-confidence and self-worth like you do like this is an issue for you that i believe stems from childhood like a like very young you basically your whole life and that's come from certain episodes of your life that we will not get into on this podcast but and i understand that and so i understand that it's been decades of this character trait at this point manifesting on pivotal moments in your childhood and that's not just easy to erase in one week of a spring break (laughs) But I think, like, I think, I think for me, growing up, I thought about people's opinions that I cared about. Like, who do I look up to? Who are my role models? What are their opinions of me? Anybody else doesn't matter. My peers, especially. Peers are the most brutal. Like, because they're competing with you. In school, in sports, in friendships, even friendships, like little kids or high schoolers or middle schoolers, like whatever it is growing up, if you're friends with somebody and you feel like your friendship is faltering to that of a stronger friendship that they may have with somebody else, you're going to start to dislike that person because you're scared of your own friendships. So it's like you're competing with everybody. Peers, I never cared about my peers. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe when I was like, but I didn't care about their negative assumptions of me. My close friends, I would hope, don't really have that many negative like thoughts about me. But like, I just, I was like, if somebody doesn't like me, a peer, somebody in my class is, you know, saying that I'm not smart or whatever, um, whatever. They're just probably self-conscious. I don't care about their opinion. They're not a role model of mine. I'm not looking up to them in any way. They're not going to help me get ahead in any way because they are my peer. They're on the same playing field as me. So I'm not going to care about what they think about me because caring about what they think about me is only going to set me back. So I think for you in the situations that you are facing, you have to, like you said, you have two role models that are faculty. So you need to remind yourself, what do they think of me or what do I presume they think of me? And that's all you care about. If you think, oh, this peer of mine doesn't like me or I think that they're going to think that I'm not smart because they finish their work faster than me, you have to then follow that thought up with, 
but like what that serves me no advantage you know what i mean you have to then check that thought and think like okay but why do i care because their opinion of me doesn't matter it doesn't matter in my success it doesn't matter all it's gonna do is degrade my self-confidence and that's definitely not gonna help my success you know what i'm saying yeah i understand it's good advice i think that way but i don't feel that way okay. <laughs> it makes me like you say like i can't fix all this in a week but like part of me just wants to be like i'm just gonna do it <laughs> you know i mean i've had that mindset so many times like i'm just gonna stop caring today and i stop caring for an hour and then i'm back on the whatever the, the stress ride but part of me is just like i'm just gonna meditate for a week i'm gonna like be like i'm in a monastery or like i'm going to drink tea all day i mean just do like i am just saying like I, I i feel like the pull to do the absolute extreme to the other side like i'm gonna be a hundred percent chill <laughs> which is problematic in itself maybe that is the reset that you need though maybe if for a week you're just a hundred percent chill and every time you're like oh i wonder what that person thinks of me you're like no I, I don't wonder what that person thinks of me. And you like swat it out of your mind. Maybe that is what you need. Because then it'll probably be to a lesser degree what you care about. You know what I mean? Like if you're like the total opposite for one week, then it's like once you start caring again, it's to a lesser extent before. I have the rational mind to realize all these things in the moment, but I'm still anxious. You know, talking to my therapist about it and stuff like it's what they would diagnosed as a general anxiety disorder like no matter what you tell yourself you're just anxious still and i think it's just so hardwired into me and that's i feel like why i feel such a pull to go to the extreme way like i'm just going to be chill i don't think swatting it out like oh i'm not going to think about that that's not chill <laughs> it'd be to accept it and just to let it go <laughs> i feel like would be the chill response to that and i feel like i have learned all the ingredients of a chill person i just need to do it but it seems very hard and spring break like could be a really good opportunity to experiment with it i'm still gonna have to work but that's another thing like i want to be more chill while i'm doing my work i want to enjoy it because i like what i do but the stress of um someone looking over my work at the end of the day stamping a grade on it like makes me anxious so i'd like to care less about that end result and just more about doing it and enjoying it oh i don't know what to tell you i've given you all my thoughts i guess when i was in school i never thought about the end result i didn't care what grade i got because i just cared about did i enjoy doing what i was doing and did i feel good about my own work and then nothing else mattered to me other than my own opinion one final observation i just want to get into i, I mean i like what you said and it's good. I, I just really want to bring up this last final moment because I was thinking about it recently this week. And um, I realized that when I make a mistake and I'm the only one that realizes I made a mistake, I'm not upset at myself. But once I know someone else realized I made a mistake or they're the ones that pointed it out, I am like horrible to myself. And I don't ever have problems until other people are involved. It's always when other people are involved in the situation that, yeah, it's just my anxiety revolves around other people. That's just 
that's just it do you agree oh i 100 percent agree because when you're alone you act however you want you stim you do whatever makes you comfortable even to some degree around me you like are you are more rigid with stuff like that even though i don't care no matter how many times i tell you i don't care you still are self-conscious about it and like i said before i think you and i know where that stems from and the incidences in which you're feeling like you need to adapt and care about what other people think comes from and that is just going to take time to undo yeah i mean i'm around anybody i'm most at ease around you but just being around even you like subconsciously like parts in my body movements and things are always restricted and i'm not doing it consciously it's just how it is it's like a i think without getting into my child or anything like it's very much like a survival mechanism to like fit in to my surroundings and it's just so ingrained in me that it just always happens. Yeah, and I mean, we've obviously talked about this before. That makes me really sad. Like, when you say stuff like that, I'm like, that is so sad because, you know, I love you unconditionally and I always will. And I want you to feel like 100% capable of being yourself around me, even though I know that you are, like, out of anybody in the world, I'm who you're most comfortable around already. I'm just like, I just wish for you that you didn't care like you know does that make sense and as much as you say you don't care about what other people think about you it all stems from what other people think about you whether it's subconscious or not and I'm just like that's because I don't have that understanding of the world or any and I don't feel that way or care about what people think I'm like that's so sad that like you you feel so much anxiety because of what other people have said to you in the past and like how you were treated in the past and that you had to go through those experiences and now you feel uncomfortable in your own body when you're around other people like i feel bad for you not in like a pity way in like a energizing way and i like that's so sad but like i know he's gonna like persevere and that one day he will be 100 percent comfortable in his own skin around others and i look forward to that day yeah i do want to say sometimes though it does feel like it goes beyond what other people what I think other people perceive because like I do care what you think about me obviously but I know you don't care so I don't even think that's what's restricting it I just don't it's just the that it's not natural but it's just the way my I've been trained so it's just what happens and I don't know I've gotten a lot better at you know just more comfortable physically with my movements, things like that. But, I mean, there's even some pause even when I'm by myself, you know. Although, when I get anxious, like... So, it's it's different. Like, certain things, like... If it's a movement to, like, just release energy... Well, uh, I don't know how to explain this. Okay, I don't know how to explain this. So, it's... Conversation will probably go into next week. So, um... Yeah. I mean, then you'll have time to think about it and really think about what you want to say but i just want to say you are like you said you've come a long way you are a very different person than when we first met that's for sure and i don't know it makes me love you even more and i'm proud of you for like like if you think about you think you're not chill now 
think about you when we first met because you are for sure way more chill than when we first met so you just like think about another handful of years then you're gonna be like even more chill you know what i'm saying so like i know for a fact you'll get there but it's just gonna take some time and work like people say time heals all wounds that's not true it's what you do with the time so anyway that's all i gotta say maybe we'll talk maybe we'll continue this into next week maybe we'll go back to the other format we'll see if you enjoyed this podcast please consider subscribing on youtube or following us wherever you get your podcasts Thanks, see you next week.